Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, Hal Burns Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene. Whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine, if you're into it, we are into it. Now, here is your host, David Swope. Good morning, it's Saturday morning, that means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we'll be talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Whether it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park and shine, we'll be talking about it. This is New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activities with a full hour here on ESPN Radio 1017 the team. And we got a jam-packed show today, uh, but want to start off with a shout-out. Uh, we had uh, Outlaw Desert Racing in the house last week at the uh, Cinco de Baja, and Albuquerque uh, Rio Rancho's own Haskell Wright uh, was a winner in Class 10 Buggy, and Donald Cowboy Cerrone uh, won in Class UTV Turbo Pro, and of course, uh, uh, Cowboy is out of Edgewood, New Mexico. I was able to catch up this week with last year's New Mexico Motor Racing Association champion, Caleb Stelzik, and let's hear that interview. Uh, graduating this week from Volcano Vista. How you doing this morning, man? Good, Dave. How are you? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. So there's got to be a, a mix of excitement with uh, coming off your third victory after finally, after 18 months, getting to go back to Sandia Speedway. Um, tapping that, you know, topping that off with your uh, 2022 sophomore season championship uh, with the New Mexico Motor Racing Association, but the big prize, graduating from high school. I mean, what's it like to balance? I mean, going to high school and and being at the top of your game in non-wing sprint cars. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a balance. Um, I never really was uh, at the top of my class, if you would say. But um, yeah, there's a balance for sure. Um, you just, I just had to figure out, you know, when I had to make time to work on the race car and uh, you know go for runs, go to the gym, and and homework all in one. But uh, it worked out, so I'm glad that's over with, and now I can focus on working and 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 mainly sprint cars. So, well, fantastic, and, and like I said, uh, congratulations on your championship. Um, in just your second season in non-wing sprint cars. Talk a little bit about the changes that were made maybe from year one to two uh, that were able to help you get that championship last year. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the big one was, you know, making a bunch of national shows and uh, learning learning a bunch from from guys like Mario Clauser and Brian Kripe and uh, even Jake Swanson back in Indiana. You know, I went over there and scraped mud for a week, you know, just watching them. And learned a lot just watching them and listening to what Jake had to say. And, and you know, that was really the big one. Well, and, I mean, you talk about some, um, you know, the heartland of sprint car racing. How does that translate maybe to the, the tracks in New Mexico? Uh, there's a big difference between uh, the shape at Sandia, uh, Aztec, and at Vado. And, of course, last season um, a majority of uh, your victories came at Vado Speedway. Talk about maybe a little bit of, you know, similarities and differences between the tracks. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're all pretty much different. Um, Sandia's super high banked, you know, Vado's pretty, pretty flat. And, um, I really like Aztec. I think Aztec's one of my favorite tracks around here. Um, just like hairpin corners along the straightaways, always build the curb, kind of my type of jam. 
Um, you know, all the tracks are great. I like them all. But, um, I mean, they're, they're all different for sure. So you just have to figure out what, uh, what, how they are different and what you can do to adapt to them. So, um, I think that a team, you, I mean, you talk about, uh, being able to leverage other people's, um, experience and feedback. Uh, but also I'm sure that the team has a lot to do with it. Um, how much insight does, uh, does your team bring to, to set up and, and actually even, uh, racecraft? Yeah. Um, my dad and, and Wayne, you know, they can, they can tell me what the car looks like from the outside. Um, and what it looks like it's doing, which helps a lot. And, uh, you know, I can obviously feel what the car's doing and, and I, I study a lot, you know, I'm a student of the sport, make sure I know how the physics of a sprint car, how it works. And it really helps translate to the setup side. Um, and yeah, my, my crew, you know, bust their tail on this car and I can't be more grateful for my guys. So, uh, let's give a little, a uh, little bit of love to the, the team and the sponsors. Um, who are some of the, the guys that get you to the track every weekend? Yeah, Wayne Rue, of course. Uh, he's been with us for two and a half years now, so pretty much my whole sprint car career. And, uh, my dad, of course, been with me since day one, obviously. And, um, yeah, he, my family sacrifices everything for me, you know, to go racing every weekend. Um, uh, JB Henderson Construction came on this season, helping us out a ton with sponsorship and, uh, Duke City back for the third season in a row, and you know, can't thank them enough. Um, ELM Construction, also a new sponsor this season uh, with Eric Monaris, and uh, his son is actually driving my, my old micro, so it's cool to watch him grow and progress out of quarter minutes and help them out a little bit. It's really fun. That's fantastic, and, and you, you mentioned uh, uh, micros, but you actually got started um, in quarter midgets, so... Pretty much the majority of, of your career has been in open wheel. Um, how much has that progression um, helped you at each step to, to to get your racecraft to be the defending champion and undefeated um, in 2023? Yeah, I think is, you know, I'm, I may be biased to it, but I think it's the best way to start, you know, um, super fast. You know, in some of the classes, they're turning four and a half second laps, so it really it really helps your your reaction times and um you know you could react to crashes right in front of you as you move up through the through the ranks and same thing with micros you know everything happens so fast that by the time you get to a sprint car it almost you know you're going faster but everything almost slows down so um yeah that that helps that's pretty neat when did you get started in quarter midgets how how old were you uh, well i started practicing when i was four and a half uh Dwayne Oldfield actually stuck me in his car that Travis is driving. So, uh, and then I started racing when I well, was allowed to at five. That's fan- that's fantastic. And when, at what age did were you? Uh, did you move to micros? Uh, I was eleven or twelve. I, I think twelve in twenty seventeen. And during that transition, did were a lot of the other quarter midget. Drivers also going that way. Were were some of them going to legend cars? What um, what was what was that like? Have you been competing with the same people? I mean, um, all along your career? Um, not really. Actually, um, I was kind of in a weird like phase where there's a bunch of guys a little older than me and a bunch of guys younger than me. So I was never really racing in the same class. Like Travis, for example, I've known him my entire life, but the first time we ever raced together was in a sprint car. Oh wow. Yeah, 
Um, I was pretty much the only guy moving up at that point. But, um, but yeah, I've made a lot of good friends and lifelong friends and, and micros that still help me out today. And, you know, I'm going to be more thankful for them. Well, and, and you see a lot more, um, people at the national level, NASCAR guys, um, that their kids are coming up now through, through those ranks. Um, I think it's finally shining a light on just how good the programs are, um, and really starting to build interest. Of course, um, the shootout, uh, the Tulsa shootout, one of the biggest places for, um, uh, for micro sprint racing. Um, I know you've been going there for several years and of course, uh, Kyle Bush showing up the last couple of years. But what's it like to, to kind of see some of your, 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 uh, your heroes, um, even come back and, and now shed light on the micros, which really helped catapult you into sprint car racing? Yeah, it's super cool. You know, it, it definitely deserves the recognition because micros are, are huge right now. You know, it, it grows every single day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's cool that Kyle Bush and, and all those guys come down and race with us, you know, it, it helps every single one of those young kids trying to make it, you know, if they could beat Kyle Bush, that could be the thing that went into the next, you know, huge ride or sponsor, something like that. So it's a great opportunity for everyone moving up. Well, you mentioned, uh, now you're graduating, you're, um, uh, be working full time and, and then, uh, still continuing to race. What are some of your, your long term? I mean, short term's easy. You want to win every race, you answer, right? But what are maybe some of your long term goals? Yeah, I mean, my long term goals haven't really changed. You know, I wanna, I wanna race for a living. You know, <laughs> uh, move to Indiana and and drive USAC sprint cars. So uh, that's really the main goal. Um, where it goes from there, I don't know if, or if I even make it there. You know, but um, yeah, that's the goal for now. So what are maybe some of the challenges that you you face? towards reaching those goals yeah i mean uh it's a big challenge for sure you know you just got to find a a car owner and the right sponsors to get you there you know we're not made of money over here so (laughs) move to indiana and and buy a 410 and start racing so i'm definitely gonna need need the help from some guys and um and uh yeah so hopefully it'll work out that that's that's fabulous so uh if somebody's uh listening, how would they follow your career? How could they maybe get involved in supporting your uh, uh your goals to make it to the next level? Yeah, I mean, um sponsorship's always an option. You know, we're always looking for new sponsors and and have some spots on the car available. Um uh of course social media helps, you know, you can follow everything on there and uh and uh yeah, just just get me in uh, contact with some guys that they know, you know, it always helps if I could Reach out to some guys and maybe make a few phone calls and, uh, yeah, from there. So, uh, what is your social media handle? Uh, my, my Instagram is, is at C Selzig, C underscore Selzig 21. Uh, Facebook's just Caleb Selzig and Twitter is Selzig Caleb. Awesome, man. Well, uh, look forward to, uh, seeing you at the track soon. Uh, appreciate your time this morning. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate you having me on. All right, so if you want to go see uh, Caleb Stelzig uh, racing tonight, uh, get in the car, three hours, head down to Vado Speedway. we got a whole lot more coming up on the other side. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. ESPN Radio, 101.7, the team, with David Swope, the fastest radio host in the West.
Hey Albuquerque, this is Brian Erlacher. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Slope on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, Halburn's Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report. You're on ESPN Radio 1017 of the team. And you can hear the uh, the bumper music uh, that we got going on today. We got uh, Jason Seal in the house. He's going to be playing live next Saturday um, at our car show over at uh, Dreamstyle. That's in uh, Renaissance Center. Um, and also joining us is uh, Kalinda. I missed. I mispronounced it tonight. Uh, Kalinda. Kalina. Kalina. God so darn it. Darn it. And, and Jason, you said that you changed it to Jason. Yeah. This morning. Yeah. Jason. A little, little closer to the mic there. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. Well, so I know because, you know, I, we're friends and I follow you on Facebook and stuff. Um, you kind of took some time and went into the studio and produced a bunch of music. Tell us a little bit about uh, going to Nashville um, and what all you were able to accomplish while you were out there. Um, well, actually, I haven't made it to Nashville yet, but I, I work with about uh, a team of 30 session players that uh, are the best, smithcurry.com. He is uh, he's an amazing guy. He's played on 30,000 songs. He runs a big team. And uh, I've had a bunch of guys, so they always put their names, so I've documented all that. And uh, they've cut about 18 new songs for me in the last four months. And, of course, uh, my producer's up in Minneapolis, uh, Owen Sartori at F5 Soundhouse. So we're moving this music from Nashville to New Mexico and then up to Minneapolis and then back to me. And it's been going really good. We've got a lot of new songs out, and I just cut my... New CD, my second one, Southern Country. So things are going in the right direction finally. That's fantastic. Of course, uh, you're in uh, here in Rio Rancho, New Mexico, um, and uh, and an interesting path on your career. I mean, you kind of you kind of got started at it later. Um, but I want to take a second to uh, play an NFL theme you've been working on, uh, the Warrior. Man, pretty pretty rocking there. I mean, talk a little bit about uh, kind of your, your idea behind that song. Well, when I started writing back in 2013, I had no idea what I was going to do, and then all of a sudden I started seeing all these opportunities, like you should write a song for the World Cup. So you played that the last time I was yeah. on Super Shot. So I wrote the NFL song not long after that, and then I came up with a bunch of titles for all the other sports. So the NFL song, we we had cut a demo back in 2015 in my studio with a bunch of guys just hanging out and recording it live. And finally, we uh, worked on it last May, and we finally got the right guy to do the guitar parts. Uh, his name is Nathan Keterl. He is one of the biggest uh, guitar player, session players in Nashville. He's awesome. He's played on about 10 of my new songs, and uh, it's been pretty awesome. And so... Right now, we've got the song done, and we're trying to get all the segments ready so we can uh, start trying to pitch it to ESPN, 
Fox, my agent, Nashville, um, is working on that. And then, of course, he doesn't have any contacts at the NFL, so we're going to be, I'm going to be personally trying to work on that. And I did find a bunch of people on LinkedIn that work in media advertising, and I'm hoping they can direct me to the right. If we can get that in the NFL and they can be using that in commercials or at the games, that would be the, I'd probably pass out, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, Kalina? Kalina. Kaylina, jeez. Here, I'm gonna it. I'm gonna write it out. It's K. K- put K A Y. Yeah. There we go. Kaylina. Uh, <laughs> so um, we we got one of your cuts. We got um, eye for an eye. Let's let's play that real quick. Now, if you're not coming to this show next Saturday, I mean, this is this is free to the public. They're they're both going to be playing uh, from ten to noon uh, uh, next Saturday. So we'll have more information about that show for you in a little bit. But talk a little bit about your your inspiration on that song. Oh my relationships. <laughs> oh okay. Well then, I guess enough said. Yeah, uh, that's it. There's nothing else. No, I I just. That was actually the longest song that it's ever taken me to write. I've been writing since I was like 11, okay. and I've gotten to have amazing opportunities working with songwriters um, throughout New Mexico. Um, and then I actually got to do a mentorship with Andrea Stolfi. She's a Platinum Award winning wow. songwriter. If you didn't know, look her up. Faith Hill has cut one of her songs. Um, awesome. But yeah, it, it's something I've been doing for a long time. And so sometimes, they, normally they just come out and I like know it. And then I for an Eye was just so hard because it actually involved friendships that were ending. And, you know, it's just kind of like that weaning process that you right. go through after high school and it's just really hard and it took me so long because I wanted to make sure I articulated myself just right and I remember sharing with a friend and she goes wow that's like a really angry song and I was all really like (laughs) what I genuinely just whoosh eye for an eye didn't hit me at all (laughs) wow um keep that in mind Jason yeah (laughs) Um, as a matter of fact we we got a duet with you guys uh you cut this was called um uh say a prayer I gotta ask you, um, how did you guys meet? I mean, how, how do you vocally come together? Our favorite coffee shop. Oh, over <laughs> coffee, not not. Were, were you playing? No, no. So, um, Oval Dogs Coffee is an amazing little coffee shop in Rio Rancho. If you haven't discovered them, you have to go. They're there owned you by go. Um, Daniel and Beth. They're an amazing couple and just people and family in general. And um, I was I have performed a lot, but I took a break, and so I was trying to get back out there, and so I reached out to Oval Dogs, like, hey, this is a weird story, but um, 
I really love you guys because I, I had a dog and I thought it was so cute that your name had dog in it and and then my do- dog passed away. So anyway, oh. I can play there, right? And they're like, <laughs> um, we actually already play your music because I guess I followed them on social media. So anyway, that was like a year ago and I was stopping in to say hi because they are so much fun to talk to. Like they're so supportive. We're like in the long haul collaboration. I love, I will brag about them forever. And I was there for about an hour and then, you know, walks and Jason and Daniel's like, oh, oh, Jason, you're a musician, right? And like talk, <laughs> and next thing you know, it's like okay, I have these two tracks. You want to come sing on them? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like a four-hour conversation later. My boyfriend thought I would have been kidnapped. <laughs> oh <whole> wow! <laughs> so I mean, Jason, uh, one was it early in the morning? Was it mid-morning? I mean, I know rock stars. I mean, you don't necessarily <laughs> get up very early. But uh, what what was it like? Did chemistry right off the bat? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. And I had already seen her play on the stage ah. at the coffee shop. So it's at our, my office building where I have my telephone company and where I have my music studio. And so, yeah, we, we all hang out at Old Dogs. They're one of the greatest coffee roasters. Everything's organic, free trade. They do amazing, and we're trying to get them in at the his coffee. We have a guy named Michael De La Rosa. Yeah. Is, uh, he used to work there, and now he's a realtor, and he's got his own coffee business. Yeah. So he's going to see about talking to you about... Oh, about coming out of the show. They'll have all the Oval Dogs coffee. that They Fantastic. just use their coffee exclusively when they sell or when they make drinks and stuff, so... That's fantastic. And so uh, we got kind of a, a short on the segment, but I want to um, play a little of your, your new one, your uh, Country Road, the remix. Well, that one feels a little more mellow uh, uh, for you, but uh, but still that that country rock and roll mix. Um, you always wanted to write a country song. Well, I've been writing a lot of country. My new CD has got three southern rock songs, and it's got all country. So, um, yeah, it's. Uh, I started challenging myself as a writer back in 2015. I was going to write everything, so I've written in about eight genres. I've got a bunch. I've got a new NBA song. We're getting ready to start producing called in the game cool and uh, of course we just did the memorial day song for fallen heroes and wounded warriors first responders so yeah it's just great to be able to have the ability to write everything that i've ever set my mind to and usually country road was one of the songs i wrote the whole song in like 30 minutes oh wow music and everything usually it takes me you know a couple of 30 minute sessions and then you know sometimes when you're trying to get the riffs right, that can take hours right. and how to sing it and everything else. But um, when you can write a sign that fast, that's pretty cool. Well, and it must have um, good flow. But uh, but it's real exciting uh, for all the listeners out here. You want to hear some more, um, definitely uh, check them out on social media. Uh, but you get to go and check them out live. And I'm, I'm telling you, music is always better live. Um, and this is going to be uh, at it's basically the, the neighborhood block party. Uh, we got food trucks, we got live music, we got all kinds of things that are going on. We got a pop up car show, so of course that's typically a car show we're involved. 
Um, so a lot of neat cars coming out. I've heard of, you know, we've got some classics. We've got some customs. Uh, we're going to have a quarter midget, a, um, a micro, and a sprint car. So we're going to have, all, like, all four of them um, there. So we we'll invite you to come out. But thank you guys so much for coming in this morning. Yeah, thank you thank so you much. Thank you for having us, David. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a whole lot more, including we're going to talk about uh, uh, Razorville. Got an event coming on, uh, going on next Saturday. They're going to be joining us on the other side. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. This is Kyle Larson, driving the number five DL1 Camaro for Hendrick Motorsports. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio. 1017 the team. Hi, this is Al Unser, four time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Slope of the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio 1017 the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, Halburn's Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Best part of this job is you can get musicians in there, you get to meet them, uh, every once in a while, we invite somebody who brings in some food and stuff, so it's uh, pretty cool. Uh, but heading out to uh, Razorville, got an event coming up uh, next Saturday, and joining us is Frank Keen. How are you doing this morning, Frank? Great, and yourself, sir? Good, good. Well, I, I know you got an event going on today, too, so we'll, uh, um, we'll get right to it. But talk about ne- next weekend. Um, you've got the uh, off-road gathering that's coming out. Uh, it's hosted by Albuquerque 4x4. Um, and proceeds to help um, Callie. Yes. Uh, talk a little bit about what's going on. Callie, six-year-old, uh, beautiful six-year-old uh, daughter of, uh, of one of our members and stuff, and it's got a uh, an operable tumor on an optic nerve. Oh, my gosh. And so they're going to start uh, chemo process and everything else, and as you know, with that comes huge medical bills. Yeah. So, uh, you know, being the community that we are, the off-road community always steps up to the plate, and uh, we've got a lot of great sponsors that are that are donating prizes for vendor drawing and proceeds to go to Cali and stuff. And uh, um, you know, a good day to take some of the weight off of the parents. Yeah. You know, seeing that uh, a lot of other people are involved and care about uh, the future and the health of her daughter. Yeah, you yeah. guys do so many great things, and um, and and you're there. I mean, almost every week because. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, Razorville is basically um, west, go west way out on southern, uh, follow the signs, follow the flags. But um, it's a neat facility uh, where people, you know, can gather and you can go out and do rides together and different um, events. Uh, but you guys do so much for the community, including you were telling me um, uh, about a new involvement you've you've got with the, the like a Smoky Bear. Tell us about that. It's a uh, it's a uh, a nonprofit group called Sons of Smoky. Sons of Smoky uh, started back in 2014 out of Oregon by a uh, Tate a guy named Tate, and it was basically a an organized effort to clean up trails, mm-hmm. which has expanded and there's now hundreds of thousands of members across the country. Um, I just became an ambassador, you know, my passion for keeping the desert clean. And uh, and they do these Gambler 500 events, and we're going to have one of those October 12th through the 15th. And 
you know, they hold the world's record for the largest trash cleaned up in across the country. And, and I think it just goes hand in hand with our passion to keep our own desert clean. So we're going to be having a big uh, cleanup rally out there as well. Uh, Jonathan Osborne is a local guy that runs it here. And uh, these guys come out and fill three 40-yard dumpsters. And wow. we'll, you know, empty that desert out. And we'll work closely with Fish and Game and City of Rio Rancho and Sandoval County, as we always do. Uh, um, you know, as we said early on, and you mentioned to me, you know, if you build it, they will come. Right. Well, they have come. We've had uh, thousands of visitors. And uh, and uh, we're really leaning towards uh, education and training and proper use of the machine and, above all, proper use of the desert and, and its uh, resources. It's so fantastic because, um, I mean, I've had you on, you know, several times. We've talked about this, that, that off-road, you know, off-roading, off-roaders, uh, uh, motorcycle people, it gets such a bad rap yeah. um, about, you know, leaving trash behind, whereas you've experienced a lot of things where, I, I mean, it, it, it's not the riders. I mean, people go out there and just dump, you know, just dump stuff, and it, it's neat what you're doing with them to where you could – even if somebody sees something, they can ID it and use a you know a GPS to um, to locate it and send some people out to clean it up. Yeah, yeah. In fact, you know, just last week we had a cleanup of somebody who had come out and dumped a bunch of trash, and of course we get the neat job of going through the trash to see if we can identify them and uh, sometimes get them involved in helping the cleanup. Wow. Uh, last week's one uh, came out with paperwork of somebody who was incarcerated. Okay. Yeah, so, so you know, we're doing those cleanups regularly and, and, and just trying to raise the level of awareness. And, and it's a slow step and, a, and a, an ongoing battle, but, you know, we're getting there. I mean, people are realizing that they'd much rather ride through a clean, beautiful desert than come across mattresses and boats. <laughs> well, and I think that likewise then, um, you know, the, the government agencies, the different groups will see that there's, there's positive things here. It's not yeah. just, uh, yeah. I mean, talk about, you know, rider safety, which is extremely important. That's another thing that you guys do that's absolutely amazing is um, if somebody needs help, you know, I mean, you can uh, get a uh, a GPS coordinate or, you know, you can see some other riders, see somebody. Because um, I saw you post last week that somebody was in need of some help. Yeah. And, and you just, you know, called out to the group. And, you know, I mean, you had you had people there even before first responders can get there. Yeah, yeah. In fact, we've now equipped uh, Razorville with a device called a safety sled. Ooh. And it's a large plastic uh kind of looks like a snowmobile ski that we attach to the bottom of the car if they've torn a front wheel off so we can drive them out. Wow. Uh, and stuff. And, uh, and uh, you know, we've just uh, refreshed. We have uh, multiple porta-potties now, another 3,500 gallons of water on the facility so that we've got an infrastructure that's building and, and can support these groups and, uh, and make it comfortable for them. And uh, so... You know, we're happy to support uh, New Mexico 4x4 and, and provide a, a great place for Cali's uh, event. And then for the Gambler 500 event that's coming up, um, um, you know, we're just thrilled to be involved. In it. And I think it really helps raise the awareness here in New Mexico, which Absolutely. has been solely lacking as far as, you know, deserts and using them properly. And then, you know, educating people in the use of the machines. Uh, um, we've never left a person behind out there, and, and each time we rescue people, as you saw last weekend, yeah. uh, it's an educational for, thing for everybody. And uh, riding in a group and, and being safe and 
But learning how to drive these things is one of the, the great things that we're doing. People new to the machines, people that are looking at buying machines actually come out and say, can we come out and see what this is about, and can we ride in one before we make a purchase? Oh, that's fantastic. So, yeah, we're starting to get the intelligent steps in place. <laughs> so, you know, so it's not an emotion. Hey, let's go buy a razor and let's go see what it'll do because uh, those are the people that wind up getting in trouble. You know, yeah. so it's uh, the group rides, uh, you know, provide a tremendous uh, safety and learning process because they can see the cars in front of them, what terrains that they can, you know, safely uh, traverse and so on and so forth. And then if they get a flat tire or something else, they haven't learned enough to be carrying their own tools yet. Right. We have tools that we can support them and get them back safely. That's fabulous. <laughs> yeah, how, yeah. how do people reach out? I mean, how do they um, connect with Razorville? Um, you know, our, our Facebook post, we still have a web page which is in development, uh, kind of got a lot of things uh, handed to run this thing, so uh, haven't got the web page up and running, but the Facebook page uh, uh, for Razorville is, is very, very active. They grew up to about uh, 25, 2,600 members, uh, wow. and uh, we've had, like I said, thousands of people through the gate. Uh, nobody hurt. Um, the upcoming event will have uh, local food trucks, Italian ice, some of the pizza trucks. So, uh, it, you know, it's a great community event where people can come together that enjoy the sport. Uh, so much of it has been fragmented, as in motorsports in general, right, exactly. especially in New Mexico. And we're trying to create, you know, a center place uh, where people can come and learn, enjoy, make new friends. And, you know, the demographics are changing dramatically mm. in this. Um, you, know, you know, the demographics are now in the 38 to 50 range of, of people using these machines, families, four-seaters, um, and, and the, the, you know, the scenery is second to none that we Absolutely. have out there. As you've seen, you've come out. Absolutely. But, the, uh, but to be able to take their families out and go for an enjoyable ride and have a support team with them uh, is a blessing. It really is. Well, I think that's an excellent point because we, um, you know, as families, you know, we're looking for things to do to connect. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because we got, you know, we got the social media thing, you know, and, and, and there's so much disconnect. But this is something, especially with the four-seaters, there's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, it's absolutely a lot of fun, but there's also um, a way to connect. Yeah. And it's a way to teach, um, you know, teach your kids things. Um, I mean, of course, we didn't all grow up as scouts, you know. As a matter of fact, scouting even seems to have kind of fallen to the wayside a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I got, you know, two Eagle Scouts in here, you know, and, uh, and well, and, and you're probably yeah, an Eagle yeah, Scout yeah. too, aren't you? Yeah. So three out of four, and I'm yeah. the loser on this one, but... Um, but anyway, hey, Frank, thank you so much for everything that you do, and thank you for your support of the magazine, and, and you know, we're supporting you in trying to um, keep keep things like this going, positive things like yeah, this going. Yeah. Well, we appreciate all your efforts and, and, and your support and uh, and uh, helping us make people more aware of uh, Absolutely. Yeah, we've got a training center and some places to have fun. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, we've got a whole lot more coming up, so stay tuned. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Logano is a two-time NASCAR Cup Series champion. Hey, Albuquerque, this is Joey Logano, driver of number 22, Shell Pennzoil Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque, 1017 The Team.
Hey Albuquerque, this is Denny Hamlin driving the number 11 FedEx Express Toyota with Joe Gibbs Racing. You are listening to New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, Halburn's Truck and Equipment, and Spoke Real Estate. Here is David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Uh, a lot of fun we're, we're having today, jam-packed. And, of course, we're going to get to the Law Tigers event calendar here in just a minute. Uh, but the uh, Denny Hamlin was inviting you to listen to the show. Of course, uh, Denny Hamlin uh, basically... I don't know, one of the biggest troublemakers in NASCAR. I mean, you know, basically uh, took out Kyle Larson. That's right. I said took out Kyle Larson um, to win the race, get his first victory of the season last weekend. And and that wasn't even the most exciting part of the race. After the race, of course, uh, uh, there was a, a little uh, with Noah Gregson marching on over to uh, to have a conversation uh, with uh, – um, Ross Chastain. Sorry, I'll sit lost the difference. Sorry, Ross Chastain. Uh, Ross, of course, he grabs Ross's, uh, uh, uniform and, uh, a fire suit, uh, kind of grabs him, kind of pulls on him a couple of times. Ross tells him to let go. Uh, he doesn't, so nice right hook to the, uh, to the cheek. Um, and then, in typical NASCAR fashion, the most of the conversation turned to Noah Gregson's haircut. Um, and, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta ask you, man. I, I gotta ask you, Dan. What did you think of that haircut? Man, he looks like a doofus. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, looks uh, are not deceiving in this case. Uh, is a doofus because uh, Noah Gregson. Um, this is not the first time. Probably not the last time he's going to do it. Uh, but doofus goes on to Facebook um, and is flashing a hundred dollar bill uh, that he got from all the drivers that didn't have enough balls to step up and take care of themselves. Um, no, they gave you hundred bucks because you're the doofus to make yourself look like an idiot. Um, so anyway, those are my comments. That's right. Those are my comments, um, on, uh, last Saturday's NASCAR race. Now the cool this weekend, tune in this weekend. This is throwback, um, at Darlington. It's going to be, uh, going to be some great racing going on, but let's talk about some local racing, uh, to start off with last night, of course, was the Yearwood, uh, performance street to strip. And today you got the car club clash going on uh, with the VP, the the uh, VW Club. You got the Mopar Club, Pontiac Mustang, Subaru, and more gates opening at 4 p.m. Um, also, want to let you know the passing of Ben Cordova. Um, he uh, was uh, one of the fathers. He was he was about 90. You'd still saw him at the track last couple of years. Uh, he'd come out with Art Cordova, uh, defending champ, um, uh, one of the defending. Winners of the uh, the Rods division, so uh, hearts go out to the uh, Cordova family. Uh, Vado Speedway, you got the Mother's Day race going on. The New Mexico Motor Racing Association is going with 360 non-wing sprints. So wish all the guys down there uh, luck and a good show. USA modif- Modifieds, late models, USA stock cars, pure stocks gate open. Uh, also going on, Sandia Speedway. What do they got going on out there, RJ? Yeah, so Sandia Speedway. Uh, they got a few cool events going on. Actually, it's the very beginning. I'm pulling it up as we speak of the SMRI, the motorcycle series that they have going yep. on. So it seems like a cool thing that they got. They're pretty much doing one weekend out of the month. They're going out to Sandia to have some really good racing out there. And it's the Sandia BMW uh, 
Moto Rad. It's a it's a really cool thing that they're doing out there. Of course, the Law Tigers are really big in the motorcycle community. We actually got this from Rust is Gold. I kind of took it from them. Thank you for the sharing. Yep. And you know, it seems like a cool event. So pretty much, it looks like it's always trying to be the second or third weekend of the month. So. Mm-hmm. We have some coming up in pretty much all the way to November. So if you want to see some awesome uh, SMRI motorcycle racing out there, it's going to be out there. San Diego, go out and support a lot of cool stuff there, as well as they're going with uh, their, their weekly race series, where actually the first 50 mothers get in for free, and they also get a rose as well. So go out there and kind of support. You know, the mothers want to go out there and support some racing, but they're going to have the 305 wing sprints, the 360 wing sprints, USRA B-Mods, Mini Sprints, and Cruisers. So those are going to be all the racing. Uh, racing starts at 6.30. So go out there, support some awesome Mother's Day weekend events at Sandia. So you also got a Mother's Day special going on over at Alien uh, Speedway in Roswell. Uh, Legacy Speedway is off this weekend, and Aztec Speedway is racing. Uh, they're doing kart races uh, tonight at 5 o'clock. Uh, Moriarty MX, uh, Sunday Fun Day, Mother's Day celebration. Uh, they're going to have the Yucca Point Main Motocross Track open and the DKD Electric uh, Mini Track. But we got to jump into some car shows. Um, of course, tomorrow, you mentioned uh, Rust is Gold, the Mother's Day Cars and Coffee at Rust is Gold is going on. But uh, next Saturday, May the 20th, over at Dream Style. Um, in Renaissance, which is basically Montano and I-25, uh, next to Sam's Club and Costco. Uh, we're gonna be hosting the Neighborhood Block Party. Uh, basically it's gonna be food trucks. Of course, you know, we had Jason on with, uh, live music. We're also gonna have Black Smoke Blues Bands gonna be playing for a couple hours as well in the afternoon. Uh, we're gonna have trophies and prizes and all kinds of door prizes and a 50-50 for the, uh, Albuquerque uh, children's uh, Chris, Albuquerque Christian School. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, basically family fun, but uh, definitely want to invite you to uh, come out and do that. Uh, registration is that day. So if you want to register your car, motorcycle, and heck, we had boats. Remember, we had those uh, speed boats that uh, it was whole com- conversation about firing them up, um, up at the spooktacular. But um, I don't know. I think I think we could fire it up down there. I, I I don't know. They're close to breaking some windows. Those boats were power, man. So you know what? Any cool event, anything that races. I mean, two wheels, four wheels, asphalt, dirt. It's in the name, man. It's yep. going to be an awesome event. Uh, full day long. We have a bunch of music, a bunch of fun. You know what? It's a it's a thing for the whole family to enjoy. If you have some time, it's a Saturday early in the morning or later in the afternoon. Come out and support. Yeah, because we're going to be out there. Uh, basically, the the festivities get started about nine o'clock. We're going to go to three thirty. Uh, we'll have trophies at three thirty. Um, you're welcome to stay after that. You can go. You can whatever. But uh, we've got the whole parking lot, you know, to ourselves. And we got Sportsman's Warehouse right there. She so can walk over there, do a little bit of shopping. Like I said, Costco, Sam's Club. You could go pick up some stuff. Uh, but basically, you, you can come hang out. I mean, you can eat uh now we're, we're working on uh, having a coffee truck come out with with jason right there i mean that's sounding that's sounding pretty good uh but a lot of a lot of neat things going on but uh also on the calendar uh take a look at um uh, casa toyota's got a show um show up and show off uh, that they're doing in the evening um on the 20th next week um and of out course in alamogordo out in alamogordo okay all right well thank you for pointing that out and then of course there is another block party 
Uh, but this one's going on in Aztec. So they can they can have their own block, and we've got we've got a bigger block. So sure, sure do no, and then also going on next Sunday as well, the New Mexico Council of Cars is going to have their museum show. That's right, that's that right. Have going on, so it's out at Albuquerque Museum, which is at two thousand Mountain Road. It's going to be from ten to three thirty. A lot of great giveaways, a lot of amazing cars. It just seems like a fun event. So. Well, I mean, we're busy that whole week, but guess what? Saturday, right after ours, it's a beautiful Sunday show to go out to support. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, there, um, the theme for this year is tails. So it's going to be like, you know, all the 57s, you know, mid-50s uh, with the uh, the fins on nice. their cars, you know? Yeah, yeah I guess, and, and so Dan's laughing because it's fins, not, not tails, dude. You know, so anyway, uh, but once again, something else I messed up. So uh, thank you, Steve Haydu, for keeping me honest. Uh, with all my messing up people's names. But anyway, that's what we do. Is we're having fun. We're going to have a whole new show for you next Saturday. Thank you, RJ, for everything you do. Uh, thank you, Dan, for pushing all the buttons and keeping us on the air. Uh, you've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, Halburn's Truck and Equipment, and Squoke Real Estate, here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week, where your host, David Squoke, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene. Whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it.